haven't done a one-on-one, but like, yeah, for real. We definitely, I'm definitely glad we we found the time to do one. Um, I feel like I feel like we have the same the same like um, feeling about sneakers in general. Sure. And just about the state of the the state of sneakers right now. I think you more for Nike and me, <laughs> me more for New Balance. Um, very frustrated uh, just with anything, being able to get anything. Like, what's up? Right. <laughs> and it's interesting because, like, from a Nike point of view, like, Nike has released these memos on how to get exclusive access, and it's been holding this whole thing. I've actually done uh, numerous posts on social media regarding them. Um, and it's so hard to believe it because it's so easy to get caught up in the fact that, sure, Nike's telling you how to get access. That doesn't mean squat at the end of the day, right? Like you're still competing against a million people for a certain number amount of kicks. And at the end of the day, I don't care what anyone says, we're never going to be happy. Sneakerheads are never happy. We are thirsty and hungry for more product. And the fact that we can't get it only bothers us more and pushes us and drives us to do more, right? So it's a never ending cycle of us chasing this carrot, you know what I'm saying? And this rabbit, and we're never going to catch up to it because there's just, for one, there's just not enough product to go around. Number two, Nike will never dilute itself to that point where everybody's going to get it regardless of who it is or what we want. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that way too. Like I feel, I don't know, like for a while I was like, all right, it's, it's just me. Like I'm, you know, I'm never going to be happy. Right. But I was happy. I feel like I was happier at other points. Um, when other brands were doing like really cool collaborations and it felt like they were more accessible right like I don't know like I feel like like before there was there was like if I really wanted to get a shoe like I could I could get that shoe because I could camp out I could get up early enough I could go to the store you know I could be there in time um and like I would have a reasonable shot at buying something. And now it just feels like, like you said, you're competing everything on every single thing. You're competing with a million other people for that same thing. And it's like, come on, like, I can't, I can't do that. Like, um, I think a couple of friends, uh, like my friend Vinny, Vinny, who's been on, he was talking about like, like he, he bought his, the Diodora Castellers, right? So like he got right. them because Yeezys came out and everyone was lined up for Yeezys and no one was paying attention to Diodora and they were just kind of sitting on the shelf, right? And so like that doesn't happen anymore because I can enter a raffle for everything and, you know, essentially everybody else is too. And and I think that's kind of disappointing to me. I don't know if it's necessarily like an in-store thing that they could bring back and then people are able to you know really get shoes or really have access to things in person right. more um but that 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 is my feeling is like I hate competing against everybody for everything like because I don't want everything I don't go after everything and I don't think everybody else should either absolutely you're, you're absolutely right like it, that's one of the things that especially from from a Nike perspective right they, they came out and said don't go for everything don't try for everything go for the things you like and your algorithm will catch you now that's a double-edged sword because we you know I, if you don't go for it whatever you know what I'm saying most people want to get, get everything uh, my my biggest problem and, and I and I, I blame the the manufacturer the producer at this point 
because like we don't even have the ability to enjoy a product anymore. Like it's not there. Like sure, a shoe drops. The satisfaction now is getting it. Not even wearing it so much because by the time it arrives and by the time you get it, there's another shoe on the horizon and it's coming and it's being pushed on you hard and heavy. And we get caught in that, right? We, it happens all the time. We get caught up in what the next shoe is. Not because maybe we want it, it's because we're addicted to the fact of the opportunity to get the shoe, right? Like so, sometimes you literally will get the shoe. By the time it comes into your hand, you're like, I don't even really want this. Why did I buy this, right? But it's because we had a, you had a shot at it. And, yeah. and you, you, we're, we're addicted to the gotem, right? And that, that's, that's, a, that's where shoes are. Uh, I don't know where you fix that, right? I, I, Nike's never going to slow down. New Balance is not. They're trying to figure out a way to make more, right? Just to keep okay. up with demand because <laughs> they're, in a, they're in a very interesting place, New Balance. Like they're, to me, they're number two, right? And probably the most intriguing brand at the moment. Nike is doing what they've always done. So it's kind of a, a steady climb for them. Adidas is doing exactly what Adidas does, which is fail forwards. And I don't understand it, um, at least here. But New Balance is like, you know, their collaborations, their efforts are doing really well. Um, they just don't seem to have enough product for everyone to go around, especially for the OG heads who are the OG New Balance heads who are now understanding what us old Nike heads our big problem, this was in the early uh, or the early 2010s that we're struggling with was the overwhelming demand for all these retros and cool shoes that were dropping. Now you guys are understanding how we feel now that the hype has encroached into your territory. See, I see that the one good thing I will say about about New Balance in the current moment is I feel like and they still kind of do is they still are doing like good GR, like non-collaboration products that are similar, that are, you know, somewhat accessible. And so for me, like, I like that, like, I like that product, like, just, you know, I just got these and, um, like, yeah. special edition, they're like, you know, for the anniversary of the 990. And so, right. you know, it's not something that a general consumer would know about. It's not something a general consumer is going to walk into the store and see. Um, but at the same time, it's not so massively out hyped that I don't have a shot at it, right? It's it's gonna sell out most places, but at the same time, you know, it's gonna show up, and then I'm still gonna be able to jump on and, and grab one or or whatever, you know. So like, I think I I wish they would do more of that, and um, I wish they would do a little bit more honoring the members or the 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 OG New Balance heads um that that have sort of been in the game for a while um because i i mean i i think nike kind of does that but they're just so massive right and their reach is so massive and there's so many og like nike heads that like you know there's people that just collect acg right so like that go back 20 years right and so like that person you know there's there's 150,000 of those guys like you know New Balance has 150,000 people that like New Balance you know period so across the board right yeah so like it's 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 like you said like they're trying to keep up with production and try to produce enough for everyone um but I do wish that they would do like a little bit more of a special product that sort of caters to the old school people because the new people don't know what that is Right. Like the new people, the new balance don't know what that is, know what things are, but they, 
you know, they're going to buy it because they think they can either resell it or they know that there's some sort of hype there. And, um, you know, I think, I think it, it's, it's a little bit more accessible for us. And, you know, if they could, if they could do more to, to make that product pop and just be like, not, not make you feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm just a normal consumer. Like, cause that's what sneakerheads want. We want to feel special, right? We want to feel like, Right. Like we want to feel like we are getting something, not necessarily that nobody else is getting, but we want to feel like we're in the know. Like right. we got the hookup. Like I went to the store and I got this gym. And and I feel like you don't get that feeling anymore, right? Like if I got if I hit on sneakers, it's a million other people that hit too, right? Or there's sure <laughs> there's two hundred thousand sure. you know, people that hit. And to that point, you know, like a couple of things. So the loyalty program, like I've always said, I wish there was a loyalty type of program, but at the same time, how do you do that without alienating new consumers, right? Or, or trying to get them into this program around what, where do you, when, when does a customer become loyal, right? Or where do they deserve it? Or how do you make that instrumental? Now I'm sure there's a way of doing that, but I'm sure it's, it's also a head scratcher for, for the company because they're going to go through this hassle and, and why should they, their products are selling out anyway. They don't, they don't necessarily need to cater to us we want that absolutely but at some point the new breed of kids or or shoe heads that are coming up they're they're going to take over our spot eventually so at what point do you where do you start and where do you end right i guess so um i i don't ever really foresee that happening i mean we've seen like the the, the big box stores like Foot Locker, and now they have their flex program or whatever i don't even understand how that thing works just because i haven't really participated in it for a while because i haven't had to luckily uh, but I would like to see something, right? Something that that says you you have you are involved in something a little bit more prestigious, or, or you've been involved in this process for long enough to to understand what we're doing, and we would like to cater some of like to you, right? Which yeah. would be nice. Um, but um, yeah, you know, like as far as the mass quantity of shoes, when Nike releases everything, I know that for one. We're, there, there's uh, 250,000 other people who are going for the same product and the likeliness of them wearing it out is going to be huge. Uh, I try not to wear the shoes that I get for at least a couple of months, if not a couple of years, just so I'm not wearing them around the same time, even though there are some that have to go straight to toe, like the uh, the uh, neutral gray uh, Air Jordan ones that just dropped. Like I've probably worn them more times in one week than I have any other shoe in a long time, just because straight to toe, right? Uh, but I, I've always thought that that's, I, I never minded that. Like that's never bothered me that more people would have the same shoe on and the chances of them wearing at the same time would we run into each other. That's cool to me. The the element for me was how do you rock your shoes? How are you showing your individualism in, in an area where we, we the possibility that you run into somebody that rocking the same shoe is high, right? So that doesn't necessarily bother me. Like I enjoy that because I'm like, dang, he pulled off a good fit or she pulled off a really cool fit. I like that. I pulled off a really good fit. Even though we're in the same shoes, you can tell that there's a difference between our personalities and the way we go about the way we do our things. And, and I've always found that interesting because sneakers allows you to still be individual or <clears throat> have an individualistic perspective while being in, in, in a mass of, of product of the, or the same product, right? Which is what I enjoy. You get to see somebody else's point of view and how they see the world based around their sneakers. And I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I've always, I don't know if I've, I've felt that way. I've always felt like, and maybe this is like my feeling about Nike and Jordan is just like, I don't want to be seen in that and then see 
10 other people in that because right. like I feel like the product that I've ever always ever gotten from from Nike has always been something that other people are pursuing and they're not pursuing it for the reason I'm pursuing it they're pursuing it right. because it's like a status symbol to them and um I never you know I've always wanted to stand out and so like it's it's always cooler to me <laughs> and this is probably like a weird thing for me is like I love to see people in public walk, rocking like 990s like like gray 990s like I'm at the gym and I see like this old guy wearing 990 V5s and I'm like that's kind of dope because he's so low-key but that shoe is dope like right and no one else is thinking that but then I see like uh you know somebody in Air Jordan 6s and I'm like all right like I don't I don't know what to think of that right like I'm like it doesn't it didn't I don't know it doesn't it doesn't spark anything anymore not the way that it used to it used to like spark some some like really cool feelings like if I see once in a while I'll see infrared sixes and I'll be like oh that's dope like you know like I like the fit or whatever and this person is is wearing them and they're very clean so I know he knows what's up but like if you see like I don't know some some Jordan six that you know like the the UNC ones right like a few years ago I see people at the gym I saw some guy at the gym wearing those and it's like I don't know if you have respect for shoes on the same level that I do but I know the 990 guy doesn't either, but I feel like he he had to do like some more mental gymnastics of getting that shoe than you did to get the Jordan. You got the Jordan because you wanted to flex. He got the Jordan because he wanted, or the 990 because he wanted to be comfortable. And I kind of respect that I wanted to be comfortable sure. a little bit more than I than the flex, right? So I don't know, it's weird. It's very weird to me because I like, I, I think about shoes and like, more of like a utilitarian like what are, what are they using it for why did they buy this and I think about that when I when I buy something or when I see someone else wear it because I'm like why did they buy this and like because I think that if I know why you bought that or I can extrapolate that really easily then when I wear that shoe that's what people are thinking about me right like if I buy a Jordan right. a Jordan one I know that people know that I'm trying to flex, right? Because I bought a Jordan one. And and so like, I don't always want to flex and I'm not always trying to flex that. Like, and so that's what makes me, that's what makes it harder for me to go after a Nike um, than, than, than like a New Balance or something, because I feel like that, that's what I feel like. And I'm like, you know, I like to flex, but not all the time. <laughs> But it feels like the New Balance is on the precipice of being a flex, especially a, nine, is, a gray yeah. nine. Like if you're rocking, when I see a guy wearing a gray 990, a gray 997, like if it's an all gray shoe, I feel like you're personally attacking me because I don't have one, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dead ass. And that's, I'm like, what are, you trying, what are you trying to say, Pops? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you, are you talking to me? No. No, I'm just if they're dirty, but, uh, if they're dirty, if they're it, dirty, if there's white, if there's dirt on the midsole, if that white is scuffed, then you know he's not trying to say anything. If it's he's not trying to say right, clean and crispy, you know, you know he's trying to suddenly. But I guess, and that's 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 the thing for me now. Like when I see when I see somebody rocking New Balance, I don't automatically get that 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 nonchalant five seven four that people wore in high school or that you know non-shoe people are like this is a cool shoe i'll pick this off the shelf at finish line right now i see a guy wearing 990s and i'm like he knows 
I see a guy in nine nine sevens. I'm like, he he understands. Like this yeah. is you're not you're not a casual shoe guy here. You're you're wearing something, and you know you're wearing something. You just maybe not be saying it out loud like the Jordan One guy over there, but you're doing it too, right? They're just we're just on yeah. different we're just on different levels because it's caught up, right? Ten years ago, yeah, we were on two different spectrums, two different worlds. We weren't. If I saw your New Balance uh, 990s, I'm like, I I wouldn't have noticed it, right? Nearly as much. Now we're here. I see you. If you if I if I see a shoe, it's a, if it's a big N on it, I'm gonna look and then I'm gonna wonder what shoe that is, you know. And then I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna realize what shoe that is, and then I'm gonna make a decision about what I think of you as a sneakerhead, <laughs> right? Because yeah. I'm like, not not in the you're a shitty person. It's more like you have a Kith 997 on, you didn't get those easily by walking into the New Balance store in Highland Park. You did some work to get there. You're a sneakerhead. You know what you're doing. You're flexing. Yeah. And yeah. that's cool. Good for you, sir. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. so like, I, I, I no longer see it that way. I, I now see the New Balance and, the, and Nike on the same level. Now, are they on the same level? Depends on who you ask. No. That when people are trying to flex, and a lot of people are going to flex Jordans because Jordans are synonymous with a flex now. New Balance are not, unless you're in the know. And if you're in the know, you know that that's a flex. Like, I see your collection, and I'm like, Dave, stop flexing on me. <laughs> and but you I have think, 17 pairs of all great New Balances. You're saying something. But I think, so I think, I think, I think the flex, the flex with New Balance is the collaborations now. Or at least to me it is. Because, because I don't, those two worlds seem to not collide, right? The people, right. The people that are buying the Salehis aren't buying, aren't buying the GR, you know? Right. So, absolutely. Absolutely. So like, to me, I'm like, you're not, and this is me, right? This is just me. You're not committed to the brand. Like you're not committed to new balance. You're, yeah, you're, you're an old head, Dave. You're old heading right now. I'm just saying like, you're not, you're committed to like, because, because for me, I don't know. Like, I think, I think, you know, again, going back to like, I bought this for, like, I bought this New Balance for, like, I bought it for comfort, or I bought it because, you know, the colorway or whatever. Like, if you are bought, if you're wearing a pair of Salehis or you own a pair of Salehis, and you went and you bought them, like you said, you had to put in some work to get that. Absolutely. And so, and so for you, it's not about the comfort. It's not about. It's not about Absolutely. necessarily. I mean, it might be about the colorway, but you put in a lot of work for just the colorway, right? You, so, sure. you know, for me, I, it's it's funny because like, I'm, I've am i been frustrated with, you know, their collaborations and how how hard they have become to get. And sure. um, when a collaboration comes out, I want it, right? And, right? and and I'll try and I'll do whatever I can to get it. But the feeling of like, man, I missed that goes away quicker because so many people flex them and because so many people are like pursuing them. So like the Salehis, I really like that shoe. Uh, the Bodega, I really, really like that shoe. I missed on both of those. And so like, I was really, so you know, I hurt. I was, you know, I was, you know, in my group chat talking, talking shit like the day after, right? And so, um, you know, and I was kind of salty about it. But then the week after that was, uh, you know, I'm looking on Instagram and everybody's posting it. Everyone has them. And then like all these right. celebrities are posting them. And right. for me, that kind of killed it, right? It's like, ah, well, I'm now I'm not so, so upset that I didn't, that I, 
that I didn't get it there. Like, yeah. I'm kind of like, all right, you know? And so. But see, um, here's a, there's a thing. And this, this is the part that always bums me out because you really like the shoe and we let other people's perspective ruin it for us. Not because of anything that has to do with us, but it's because other people are showing off the shoe. And I don't, I don't necessarily care for that. And uh, I have to pull myself out of that because you're, you're starting to see what a lot of us Nike heads had to deal with for a long time, which is everybody getting in and Nike's becoming overly cool. And this was before street culture even became a thing. And social media plays a big role in it, especially in what you just said, is you being able to see everybody rocking that shoe, everybody putting it out there, everybody flexing that shoe has become so easy. Now you just open your phone, bam, you got 10 people with the Selechis, 10 people telling you they got them. There's a little bit of salt in the wound. There's a little bit of oversaturation of the product itself because it's easily accessible to see beforehand. But have you seen anybody in public actually wearing that shoe yet? No, not because they're not doing it. It's just because you don't see it because it's not overtly in your face like your phone is, right? So like, I still have yet to see somebody wearing the same shoe I have. And I have a million fucking pairs of shoes and I go out there and I don't run into many people. I, that worry that we're gonna have the same shoe out yeah. has never ever happened except in middle school and we all had the same cool Jordans because there was one <clears throat> shoe that dropped and we all got one pair of school shoes, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the only time it's ever happened. So like social media plays a big, 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 part in in how we see and how we are deflated or inflated on a product right like if you had if you the unions hadn't been in your face the salaries hadn't been in your face and see how cool they were and how much we like the colors etc cetera, etc cetera, you have cared that much about the shoe had we not seen it like that if you walked into the store and you saw the lady sitting there or you saw the union sitting there and you're like you didn't know jack dick about him right would you have liked that shoe we don't know right because we haven't seen that or if and now because everybody else shows you they've had them. And granted, if you're looking at your social media page and you see 20 people post about them, that's only 20 people. Those 20 people are scattered around the world. You know, who knows where they are? But that deflated you, even though you may be the only person in your 50 mile area that has that shoe and the chances of you seeing anybody else wear it is, is minimal. But at the same time, you let somebody else affect your decision based on the things you like, all because social media just shoves it down your throat on both sides, free and both. Yeah. I mean, I, this, this was like a question that I was going to ask you that I really was curious about was we kind of batted around a little bit online with people I talked to is just the idea that Instagram has kind of killed sneakers, right? Sure. Um, sure. I'm, I'm kind of like, like for me, I, I don't, I don't care about a shoe that I can't wear. I, I like, I just don't. Right. But at the same time, um, like you said, if I see it online, I see a multitude of people wearing it. It's more likely to turn me off from it because I don't want to be seen as everybody else. And so, like, I feel like, you know, Instagram is specific. You know, if a shoe comes out, if a shoe drops and nobody snaps a picture of it, like, is it still hot? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's question, question right because that's a good question absolutely there's a ton of stuff that drops and i don't ever remember seeing like it on instagram i don't ever remember seeing it get seated or somebody flex with it and like i find it and i'm like oh this is a gem this is dope like you know nope. and 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 it's great like i feel like that's the feeling that's the yeah. new feeling right the new feeling is finding that shoe that hasn't been on Instagram like all over the place that right. 
you found, you bought for retail, and that now, like, you flex, and everyone's like, oh, man, that's dope. Where'd you get that? What's that? Right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, like, the, it, and it's, you've got that side of it, and then you've also got, like, we were talking about the got them, right? Like, the, the flex is finding a shoe that nobody else wants and watching it become a really cool shoe. We've seen that happen, mm-hmm. you know, with Air Jordan 1 Lowe's. Nobody wanted Jordan Lowe's for every, forever. I gave, I people wear Lowe's to people because they weren't they weren't a thing and nobody wanted to no value to them and i would give them away now all of a sudden the air jordan one low is the hype right all people want the jordan one low whether they say they do or they don't but it's come back um, but we were addicted we, we we now are looking for the shoe that nobody knows about and to show that we were able to get the shoe that everybody wanted those are the things that people that those are the flexes it, it's not so much that you have them or that you're rocking them. There are very few people who will get it, put it on their feet and show you their style and everything like that. And then move on to the next shoe and move on to the next shoe. And like everything has a shelf life, including uh, the height, right? As far as how much time before that shoe is no longer cool in the eyes of Instagram and showing it off. But yeah, I, I used to say this all the time before Instagram, even in the early Facebook stages, uh, flexing shoes wasn't really a thing, right? You would have it on fit. That's cool. You wouldn't even really notice it. Nobody really took shoe shots. And if they did, they didn't pop like that. Once you had a photo sharing platform, shoes were a niche and people took advantage of it. All of a sudden you saw pages pop up. People started posting all their cool kicks, all their collections. If you, go, if you look back through all, like I look back at some of my first Instagram posts. My first Instagram post is of shoes. My second Instagram post is of shoes. Every post from when I started my Instagram was to share my kicks because it was the one opportunity that I had to share it out to the world, right? So it it created, what it did is it brought a subculture, which was sneakers, and brought it into the mainstream. Sneakers is, as much as we would love to say it's not, it is, it's completely mainstream. Oh yeah, absolutely. Kids are doing it. Kids are excited about wearing it. Your, your neighbor, George, he's got he's got some some uh, ultra boost in his, in, his, uh, in his closet right now that he mows the lawn in. Like shoes are a thing and people yeah. know about shoes. Like before you, it was a thing where you were, it was an, it was, we didn't have to say anything. You, we saw, you, you noticed and you were like, yep. Now it's, it's in your face everywhere. You know, people talk about it in commercials. We see it implanted in, 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 um, in, in media terribly, but we see it. Don't even get me started on how I think sneaker culture is portrayed in the media. That's just, I'll, I have words. Uh, but it's, it's in your face, right? People, they, they will show shoes off so constantly that we, we no longer have a subculture. Our subculture is a full-on mainstream pop culture. I'll take the grief, but we are pop culture now. People are in our shit. Look how yeah. often people oh, will, yeah. will, will immediately talk about, you, know, you, you can tell when corny people start talking about it in a very corny way. Yep. You know and, what I mean? Yeah, and the funny thing is like, I, I appreciated Instagram um, speaker content, like originally because it kind of brought me back. That was kind of what brought me back to sneakers, yep. right? It was like, I saw, you know, breads were coming out um, again and that like pulled me back, right? So I wouldn't have seen that without Instagram. But at the same sure. time, I think things, Instagram and originally was was a lot more organic than it is now, right? Right, right, like, right. Everything wasn't sponsored posts or um, people were like seating wasn't a thing, right? Like seating wasn't a thing because because brands, boutiques didn't know that like if I give this famous person a sneaker, like 
you know, a million people are going to see it and then want to buy it. Right. So like it wasn't a thing before it became a marketing campaign a marketing tool. Yeah. And so like 2014, 20, 2013, it wasn't a thing. And so it was nice because you could, I could click, click on, you know, the hashtag sneakers and I find like organic pictures of sneakers, right? Like people that had them that really liked them, that really appreciated them. And now if I do that, right, it's going to be like, Oh, these are the highest, you know, most liked pictures. These are the sponsored. Right. Oh, you like sneakers? Oh, you've looked at sneakers? Oh, you've hashtag sure. hashtagged it in a in a picture? Oh, guess what? Now we're gonna every other post is a sponsored post about you know some sort of sneaker brand product or sneaker. Right. Right. And so that's frustrating for me because I feel like, like you said, that made it pop culture. That made it mainstream. And mm-hmm. so, you know. For me, I, I'm like, I don't know how organic things are now. I don't know if I buy a shoe, I don't know how organic that is. Like, I don't. Absolutely. And like, I did, I did. I, I, I bought shoes before, you know, and it was organic. But now I don't know if the people that, I mean, I think I know the people <laughs> that I talk to are organically in the right. sneakers, but like some people aren't, right? And sure. I've had people that I, you know, I really that I've connected with and, you know, they get like two or three pairs. They got like two or three pairs, you know, like there's one kid I know, he got a pair of the zebras, right? When they first dropped and he flexed them forever, right? On Instagram, every other post was, oh, the zebras, the zebras, the zebras, right? And he never got another shoe. He never got anything else, right? And I don't know if it was because it popped and he couldn't get anything or because he didn't care or because you know sneakers were so mainstream that that was his way of flexing so he had to do that right because he right. got lucky and so you know i think there's so much of that that it kind of takes away from people who really want to like appreciate things and like i think you've said it before like they're so obsessed with selling stuff that we don't have a time to appreciate something that comes out right like a shoe drops and then next week another shoe is going to drop and it's like i just want to i just want to enjoy this shoe for like four weeks you know what i mean like i can only wear them so many so often right so like let me enjoy this this little time that i have with it before you make the world go crazy about something else sure sure absolutely like before we got started i got an email from ups it was a shoe being delivered and it's funny because it wasn't a moment like oh my jordans are arriving it was a what the fuck did i get right? What did I buy? Because it's so, it's such a constant thing. Like I can't remember what I bought last week because there's something, what's dropping next week or what's dropping this week. Something dropped today. You know what I'm saying? But tomorrow something else is dropping and next week, something else is dropping. And then next week, something else is dropping. And the, 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 the part that I have the hardest time with is, is pulling myself back from that because you, it's easy to get caught in that. What's dropping next? Well, what's dropping next? If I took an L, what's next? What's next? What's next? And it sucks. Because at the same time, like we fall into that situation where I don't even care about half of this these shoes. They they really don't mean anything. But I got caught up in the buy hype and I start buying things and then eventually I'm either left with a shoe that I don't care about, uh, I'll trade it away or whatever. I have to do something with that shoe because it just takes up room in my living room because I don't even film them in time, right? I don't create content with it because it wasn't a shoe I really cared about anyway. And, and that's a frustrating point. So and I was talking to, to uh, guy online who you know chats with me here and there and he was like i need to take i need to get away from sneakers i never hit i I find myself getting angry and getting frustrated you know and i'm like 
well, like step back. You don't need to not like shoes because of that. Like you, you're, you're, you're caught, you're, you're caught up in a buying frame. Step back and go focus on the, on the collection that you actually want. I make a list of the shoes that I care about, the things that I missed out on. And when I, you know, the blue racer threes mean nothing to me. I don't care that that shoe is dropping. I don't want that shoe. So I'm going to focus my attention on a shoe that I've already missed on or a past shoe that I have some sort of nostalgic feel towards or something I care about and try not to get caught up in exactly what's, what's constantly being thrown in my face. And I'm trying to avoid that. I mean, it's hard as a sneaker content creator because I want to talk about the shoes that are coming out because they're in the limelight. But at the same time, like those shoes aren't that relevant to me as shoes that were, I can talk passionately about a, a VX 1000 SB more than I can about a racer three, even though that shoe dropped months ago, right? There's, there's so much more to it. And we get caught up on, forget it, what's next? Like the unions were a, are a cool shoe. They're not even in my hands yet. I don't even have them here. And we've already moved on to something else. Like we can't even appreciate that. It's a like, let's, can we talk about that for a minute? Like, let's, let's enjoy this. Let's, let's, let's live in this moment for a second, but no. We already got the LeBrons dropping next week. We already have, uh, wh what's the next collaboration that's dropping? What's the next big shoe? Like, can we, we can't, we, we don't live in the now. We don't live in the current. We don't appreciate anything, right? It's always about who got them first, who's rocking them best, and then who's got the next one. Cool. Now those are gone. Like you already noticed people are slowly starting to not talk about a certain thing. We start focusing about the next one. And, and, and that's, that's the frustrating thing for me, as well as, what we were talking about, um, social media itself, right? I, I, I get, I understand how frustrating it is, but at the same time, I don't want to play the gatekeeper role because we've all done it, right? We're like, well, you haven't been in shoes long enough to, to appreciate this. And you're like, but who am I to say that to somebody? And I don't want to be that guy. I want to roll yeah. with the punches as well. Where, where's the balance between a guy who's been in this game for a long time holds it to a high regard to a new guy who's just coming in doesn't get it but maybe wants to or is trying to exploit it but like where where do we draw the line we're like we can't be those dudes we can't be those guys like that that looks that makes us look like the angry old head right i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be that guy at the same time i don't necessarily care what other people are doing i just want to be able to get my shoes so if we could fix that element of it i would be extremely happy yeah you know what i mean I, I don't like I don't like being the gatekeeper either. Um, mm -hmm. I find myself slipping into it though, and so absolutely, you know, for me, I think it's more of, you know, again, not having a, enough time to appreciate a shoe, and you know, part of it is no one takes the time to like think about a shoe, think about why they like it, why it matters, and brands That's don't have to do enough to sell you on a shoe, right? And I think that's part of the frustration for me is like, um, you know, I'm old school. Like I, you know, if I walk into a store, you need to provide some customer service. You need to like sell me on something. I'm not here to just buy whatever because it's hot, right? Like you still need to sell me on that. You still need to give me um, some, some background, some detail, you know what I mean? Like. Yep. I, I've always been like, like, I'm also a car guy. So I've always been frustrated if I go to a car dealership and it's a sales guy and not a car guy talking to me. I'm like, Absolutely. I don't want to talk to you. Like, I know more about this car than you know about this car. So don't try to sell me 
I need you to talk about the product and I need you right. to know the product, right? Right. And I feel like that is gone. And I think I think that's part of the, the frustration with sneakers, right? Yep. Because so like Union Fours, Union dropped a great Jordan Four, right? Two, two of them. And you know, there's a story behind that shoe. There is a theme, there's an idea, you know, about outdoors and being in the wilderness and all of that. Right. But most people don't know that. Most people that care about, that want that shoe, most people that will sell that shoe or resell that shoe don't care. And so for me, I think that is, that's a frustration, right? Is like that, that level of appreciation that you feel like other people don't bring to, sure. to something that you care about, right? And so- Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I'm like, I want brands to do more to sell me on things or to do more to sell their product besides right. I got this collaboration I'm gonna see 20 people that have 10 million followers mm -hmm. I do have a story but you'll never hear about it and it doesn't really matter because it's all about selling out or it's Absolutely. all about like getting getting eyes on it to sell out right and that and that kind of is what bums me out is like you know I want people to appreciate something I want people and I feel like brands should want that too right like right because there are some that do that that they have a story, they have an idea and, you know, they're going to sell you on something, you know, like concepts. Obviously we, we talk about them a lot. Like yep. Dion is going to yep. sell you on it. Dion's going to come up with this whole thing. Their team is going to put something together. Sneaker politics is going to do that. I think Lapstone and Hammer does that with their products. And, you know, there's a lot of like really small sure. ground level brands that do that. And that, now I feel like, I just feel like, you know, I want, I, I, there, there is a level of appreciation for products that is sort of missing. Right. And, 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 and a lot of, and a lot of, and a lot of products. And like, that's why I think the Ama Manier, the, their Jordan three this year was so like, it was a great shoe, but the way they took the time to roll it out and make sure that people really, really absorb right and 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 appreciated the the meaning and the thoughtfulness behind the creation of the shoe i mean i thought that that made that shoe that much better right and absolutely so people that bought it and people that got it i was kind of like hey you got it like like i felt like you 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 knew why you bought it and you knew what the shoe was meant for and that and that right. you know was great and, and, but you're absolutely right like um and i think that that's also missing from a consumer standpoint right not, not just the company i feel like a lot of people uh don't necessarily show the the culture itself or or the 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 scene itself any real respect or or admiration if you will right like there's no you don't care you just want the shoe and you want to you want to flex it right you want to wear it or you want to you just want to say you have it or you want to sell it whatever it may be uh there's no appreciation for the for the the for the scene itself everybody wants to call me right now all of a sudden it's the whole thing um but there's no appreciation for for this world at the moment or not a deep appreciation for it so you get a product it's there it's gone you move on to the next one and i'm like come on where is it at you know like relax relax everybody let's uh let's enjoy what we're getting let's let's really take the time to appreciate the product that that we've gotten or that's being released and like you said the amamanio was a great way of doing it a lot it went to the right a lot of the right people people they took the time to do it right um we saw this release stretch for what four weeks 
You know what I mean? It, they took the time and it never fell apart, right? And the story never, it never got weird. It never got crazy, it, but people appreciated it. And at, at the time it was over, I didn't feel terrible that I didn't get them right away, right? I wasn't like, damn it. Mm -hmm. or there was no angry head moment for me. It was more like, that's all right. Okay, I, I may still have another shot or maybe I can get them there. Prices yeah. didn't go crazy because the release wasn't so bang, right? So you could get the shoe for resale at one point for 300 bucks. No, I mean, it's gonna, it, it rose, but you know, you see shoes like right before it, the, the, the price hikes right after it drops because it's just so cut and dry, done, over. This one was so long, people had hope. There was, there was an anticipation that you could get it. And then at that, like, for some reason, people just kind of mellowed on the shoe. And it, and it wasn't, it, it, because it was so spread out, there was no mad dash to make, um, you know, that you could, that you could dump this product at, at the highest number possible. So I, I don't know if that's, that's because it was out. But to me, I think that was the biggest factor is that the hope of still getting the shoe for retail or the ability to still capture on, on, on the release was always there. So people yeah. didn't freak out. Right. So there wasn't this, this moment where where resellers got got the the upper hand now they have the upper hand because the release is over but it 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 was elongated long enough that a lot of the a lot of the people that really wanted this shoe got them mm -hmm. yeah and that was cool. I, and like the one thing that i always question or i i think about going back to like social media is like what would brands or boutiques do if instagram went dark and panic product like what would you do like how would you you got two hundred fifty thousand pairs of this shoe right that you did with nike instagram doesn't exist you got no influencers what do you do how do you move that product now and so i'm always like i always think like okay how do you create that organic connection or do you have that organic connection with your customers so that you could move a product should, you know, that, that you'll be all right, should, you know, this, this, this media ecosystem, you know, dissolve or be not be what it was. Right. Cause I always, cause that's, 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 that seems to be like the hinge, the hinge of everything is like, everything is leveraged off of social media. And so like, if the social media, if it seems crazy to be so, so reliant on social media to like move your product or to be relevant or for your product to be relevant right and that is something that's kind of funny because like you think about the 990 um and the the director of the photography department at you know the school that i work at at yale he he's like every time they release a new 990 i buy i buy two three pairs right he's like hardcore like he doesn't care about like anything on social media. He pulls out a fresh pair as soon as the old pair starts getting a hole in it and he's gonna buy the new pair no matter what, right? right. And that's every pair and he's had pairs for 20 years, right? So like, I'm like, how do you invest in that guy? How do you, how do you connect with that guy? Like, because I feel, I feel like, you know, the, the social media bubble, I don't know if it's a bubble, but at the same time, like I'm always like, I wish that they would invest beyond that sure. in terms of like creating these relationships with their consumers that exist beyond me having to interact with 
Instagram, me have, having to interact with your app constantly. Like you should right. be able to know, hey, David's going to buy this product or David might be interested in this product. How do I get that to him without having to rely on, on Instagram, right? Without me having to put it on this million dollar, you know, this mil million follower influencer so that he sees right. Well, we're starting to see a, a, a change in that now. Whether it's a bubble, I don't know. It's a, whether it's a cycle, sure, right? Things, everything. Every, I always see things they go in a cycle, and maybe there's a time and a place where you have that where you need the influencer. But I think the time of the influencer, the mega influencer, is coming, is changing. I don't. I don't really. I think now when you see a product being sold to you by a million person influencer, it doesn't have the same impact as a micro influencer. And I think we're starting to see the rise of the micro influencer smaller scale we you know the, the three thousand four thousand person who has a has a genuine following as opposed to a million where we just we don't even really take those people seriously anymore right because they're just you, you look at them they kind of have a stigma to them at this point and that kind of that's i don't know if that's good or bad but i don't care what the million person follower overly popularized person is really wearing because everything they do is for money that's how i interpret it right so do they actually like this product? I don't think so, but I know that they like that big ass paycheck. So how does that affect like, right? You know what I'm saying? And that's the turnoff. But when I see a person like you and you're like, yo, I got the new 990, it's a dope shoe. I really like it. Like that changes a perspective because an influence is really carried by you, right? Because I actually care about your opinion. Now, the, the girl from TikTok who does dances and she wants to wear the 990, that's fine. I that means nothing to me zero because again i don't know if it's the money that's influencing her to put it on does she actually wear this product so there's too many questions too many variables for me to care uh, and, and to really understand their motives or care about their motives so to me like the the time of the influencer themselves is kind of is it's going that way while the 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 focus on people that are more real and and you can genuinely see that they've been that they care about these products, that they actually use these products, that matters to me. If somebody asks me, why do I like Nike? Like, I'm gonna tell you why I like Nike. And I have I have the resume for that, that opinion to matter. I'm not a guy who Nike paid a million dollars to to say, wear the TM Nike, da, 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 da. Because I don't know anything about him, but guess what? I like them and I think you should like them too. Like, if you're paying me, what, how is that? I, what do you actually like this shoe i've never seen you wear a nike before i've never seen you wear anything you actually really like adidas i've seen you wearing adidas many many times in all your videos so what you're selling me is bullshit and i don't like that because now you're i can tell that you're selling me a product as opposed to really genuinely influencing me on a product that you seem to really care about and that's where i like that's what i see happening the micro influencer is much more important right now than the mega influencer at least to our demographic right maybe the younger uh, kids still really, really gravitate towards the guys that have the million following because hopes and dreams. But as as a more of an adult, more of a, I, I, I'm not even gonna say an optimist, more of a realist. Like I just I, I I feel like I see the bullshit a little bit more. So when I know that you're being paid to tell me that you really like bubbly water, even though you've never drank before, I've never seen you do it. Like okay. Cool. What was that check like? Was it good? I bet you taste that check because I drink these regularly. And if I tell you it's good and you've seen me drink these and you've seen them in my videos and you've seen them in my hand, like that's different, right? That hits different because you're like, oh shit, no, 
Now, he really does like this. He really is involved in this product. And that's what I think a lot of brands miss on is use your loyal fan base, your loyal customers to push your product because they would do it gladly, yeah. right? And people will actually believe them. You're not going to tell me that some mega influencer who literally does not wear this product is actually in love with this product all of a sudden. And that paid ad at the bottom is going to dissuade me right away. Now, if you're set paid ad, but it was still New Balance, like I get that. I understand why they would pay you to do that because you should get paid for your influence as well or for the work that you're doing, right? Because if you are taking the time to make a video, to make a post, that takes effort, that takes time. And if you're being paid to do that, that's, I, I understand that. That's validated for me because work is work. But you genuinely care and you're yeah. genuinely involved. So yeah. I can believe you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I, I just, that's, so I think it's the time of the micro influencer is now. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like influencers all, have always been around, right? But I don't, I don't know if I'm being as naive about them as, you know, as other generations were probably about us during the 90s, right? Like, because I think we did get, I mean, when we were, when I was in my 20s, I didn't get sick sold on stuff but like when I was in my teens and you know I felt like I got sold on stuff by you know everybody wanted Jordans because of Michael Jordan everybody wanted you know McDonald's because of Michael Jordan Everyone, we were impressionable you know, yeah I mean and so like I don't it's weird to me to think about today's youth and look at them and go are they really so different from us like I don't know but at the same no. time I'm always like the people that we looked up to or the people that influenced us, they always did something, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and so I don't know if that's the shift of like, you know, the influencer or the people that are getting products and selling you products. That's it. That's what they're good at. That's, that's their mm -hmm. job. That's, that's what they're famous for, right? Or that's what All they're right. popular for. They're not popular because they've really accomplished accomplished anything i don't know like is is getting popular accomplishments maybe but I, did, I like you know i never we never got sold when we were younger it felt like we never got sold anything that you know by anyone that didn't do anything there was you know there were spokespeople but you know that's like qvc we don't watch right. qvc nobody watches right. qvc right but right. that that's literally what instagram influencers are now right it's like they're right. like they're like they're commercials for real life. Yeah, they're commercials. And like, and that's not, not, I'm not trying to hate on influencers. I just, you know, like you do, you do you and I'm glad it's working out for you. And I'm glad that you're able to monetize that. I hope you, everybody eats. I want everybody to eat and I want everybody to do well. Um, but as, as far as like a, an authenticity standpoint, it's hard for me to believe you, like if a person is selling me a vegan drink and I know that you don't, you're not a vegan, you don't have any real, I mean, sure, maybe you work out or you do some things here, but you, this isn't the life you live. Like, I'm going to read bullshit and I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to be interested in your opinion on the matter because I understand that you're just sold out to make some money. And that's cool. Make your money. But as far as me buying that product, I don't, it's not going to happen. Now, now, if you have a guy like, you know, a, a designer um, who is on the rise, like Salehi, that, that's different for us to follow because we've seen his resume. It's come, you know, as he's grown and now he's getting his opportunity to shine. I want to be a part of that. Did I get sold? Probably. You know what I mean? But that, but I'm okay with that because he's got 
he has a resume and he has now his artistic perspective is coming out and I want to see it and I want to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. Now that that's a sale I can be down with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For a guy who's yeah. making a lot of things. But if it's a, you know, a person who has 5 million followers and what they do is trick shots and their trick shots are really cool. But now you want to tell me that the coolest car in the world is a Honda Civic. Uh, cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's great. I don't, I'm glad they paid you. But unless you're, you're selling me on a Spalding basketball and how easy it is to make that shot, your opinion is irrelevant because you don't live in that space. So the more you live in that space, the more I'm willing to understand your perspective on it and actually take the time to take you seriously. But again, I don't know if that comes with age and I'm not as impressionable as I was in my teens. So maybe I'm just being more cynical. <laughs> No, I think, I think as you get older, like you, you, time is more valuable, right? You have less time. And I also think like, as you, when you have kids, like your time is even more valuable. There you go. Girl dads, right? Like, you know, for me, I'm always like, okay, I'm not gonna, I don't have time for, I don't know, this, this, this fluff. I need, I need some like substance. Right. And, um, again, that's why I think I gravitate towards the product and things that are and, and things that are product driven or story driven things like that and mm-hmm. because I want I want I want my daughter to do that I want her sure. to like gravitate towards things that have substance right. um because I think when you're when you're a parent there's nothing like more frustrating to you when like and your daughter's a little bit younger than mine but my daughter is like she'll be like I want this or I want that oh we need to get this or we need to get that like Right now she's obsessed with Alexa, right? She's like, we need Alexa, we need Alexa. And like, we bought a fire stick for the living room and it has Alexa in it, right? And she's like telling everyone, we got an Alexa, we got Alexa. And I'm just like, we don't need Alexa. <laughs> like, like, I don't need, uh-huh. I don't need Alexa. You need to understand that this doesn't matter, that this doesn't mean anything, right? And right. So I think when you're a parent, you have to draw more lines of distinction between the things that matter and the things that don't. And so like, it makes you more like, well, I can't, I can't be into this. I can't invest in this. I can't spend time on this because right. then my kid is going to think, hey, that's okay. It's okay to waste time on this or waste time on that. Right. Bad enough that we like love shoes so much right and have so many sneakers (laughs) like at the very least I have to I have to invest some time in making them valuable and 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 having some reasonable explanation for why daddy has 150 shoes (laughs) like well this pair this pair means this and has this right this is why I really liked it and this is why I had to buy it right like like if I don't do that then she might go out in the world and you know, be on the pole eventually, <laughs> and, that, and that's that's and that's the and that's the last thing we want, right? Right, right. I mean, you know, at the same time, we are part of the generation that was that bought pet rocks, and we had Digimon's. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what the what 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 were we what? thinking? Yeah. So we've come a long way. Now we're just obsessed with sneakers, right? We're, so we haven't come. I mean, we've come far, but not all that far. Um, yeah, you know, and and, and as far as like like social media marketing and basically being sold like I, I look at it in three ways and the things that i like right if, you, if i'm on social media the three things that i look forward to are entertainment whether your content's entertaining right so if you're selling me a product and in, in 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 an entertaining 
perspective, I'm going to probably pay more attention to it, whether it's informative, if you're, if you're going to teach me something, right? Or, or educational, right? Or, or if, you're going to, if you're going to take me on, on a long story ride where I'm going to learn something else. Those, those are the ones that I look forward to. And if you can, if you, the guys who maximize on that, keep my attention and I take them more seriously and I'm willing to buy. Uh, so like doing little dance moves, that's cool. That, that's entertaining. You know what I mean? But it, as it, I see people, especially with, with the line of work that I do, the more the storytelling um, is heightened, the more I'm, I'm more interested in it. Or, or if I can, I can see the work and I can wonder how you did it. And if I can do the same thing like that, that's going to get me. There's a person on, on uh, Instagram that I follow and she's a, uh, she's an editor of sorts. She's a content creator, but she does these crazy edits with these 360 cameras. And I paid attention to her immensely for for a while like how did you make these cuts and i figured them out but she was selling a product for uh, a 360 camera and i bought it based on the content not because it was entertaining it was informative and it was educational like that sold me that was cool you know what i'm saying like I, that's the way i try to approach things so the the and she didn't have a million followers yeah. she has a lot now but at the time she didn't have that her following wasn't as big and that was cool you know what i mean like i i paid more attention to her than to gopro right gopro was they're doing their magnificent things but at the same time that's what i expect from them so if they give it to another photographer who is really well known like show me what you show me what you're capable of doing with the product and show me and as long as i can believe the fact that that you are involved in this world then i'm going to probably buy the product right so Unless you don't live in that space. Like I never understand where they put some of these people have the weirdest, the weirdest things that they influence or that they sell. I'm like, you don't what? Why are you pushing that product? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. People believe this? I know. Whose marketing guy thought this was a good collaboration? You know what I mean? Like these are terrible. I know. Um, like and, and this was what really bothers me about sneaker culture. Sorry, this is I've gone a long way to get there. Is the influence the people that they used to influence shoes. Like this culture sniffs out bullshit so fast. We are an authentic culture because, because we try to be so authentic and so um, in the know, like we sniff out crap right away. So if we, if we can tell that you're part of this scene, you get called on it. You get called on it quickly. So when you see people that you're like, you don't, why did you, why did Nike send this guy shoes? Why did Adidas give, you're not even in this space. It's insulting. And it leaves a sour taste in your mouth because there's a lot of haters. There's a lot of people who, who hate on, on, on everyone, especially in sneakers. Whoa, we are a hater bunch. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you should see one of my comments, dude. Like, I can't, like some of the things people say, I'm like, what? I see, I see it. I see you, it. Where did this come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, this it. is insane. But <laughs> like, imagine if you're a guy selling a product and you're not in this space, you're gonna get it eight times worse. Right, because no one's gonna believe you. So, first of all, Nike, who, why were you seeding these people? Foot Locker, why are you seeding these people? There are people that deserve it and people that don't. And just because they have a million followers is cool, but if they're not a part of the space, you did yourself a disservice because we don't care about that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, there are voices uh, in the sneaker culture. Use those. I don't need Charlie D'Amelio or whatever these people's names are that that do certain things to invade a space that they don't nothing about because for one you're appropriating a culture and for two you don't you're not you're not real you know what i'm saying and that just yeah. makes people towards a brand like why like for as much as people i mean think about when kylie jenner had her, her ideas line right 
Like why, why Kylie? Not to take anything, and I'm not hating on her, but from from a sneakerhead's perspective, Travis was doing his thing, she was doing hers. Like there are other people that matter in this space more that would have got you a better return on your money. I'm sure you had to pay a lot of money to get her, and that's cool. I'm glad she got her her dollars and cents, but we don't take her seriously in the space. Not true sneaker people. You know what I'm saying? The casual sneaker person, maybe, or the people that would like her. That's cool. And again, I'm not dissing. This is not me attacking her. I'm attacking the the marketing element behind these things, right? Uh, or anybody, or any major star that gets a, a shoe brand. Like, there are people that we will follow. There are people in the space that we, their opinions matter. And there are people that don't. And just because they're rich and have a lot of money and have a big following does not make me want to engage in that product. Those shoes always fail. They do crap. If Beyonce has, has she is a very... She's a huge person, but her line doesn't always sell out. Everything doesn't go right away. But Futuda does a dunk, gone. You get what I'm saying? It's so I I think about this, and and this is like for me where where sort of resale comes in, right? Because I think I think the I think that the the issue with with resale is that resale sort of overinflates the the popularity of a product, right? Because resellers sure, sure. are always pursuing everything, right? And so, yeah, it may right. it may sell out and the price may drop for resale, but it's still, you know, the brand doesn't, you know, for all intents and purposes, they don't see that. They only see that the product sold and that it's gone, right? So, right. So whereas like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, they were more likely to do, you know, say, okay, we're going to take 15 people, you know, give them all, you know, $10,000 and do, you know, different colorways, 15 different colorways. Now they're more likely to say, I'm going to give this person $200,000 because they have a lot of followers. Right. And I'm going to give them one sneaker. And that sort of saturate or that sort of ruins the market, right? Because it's like, for me, you know, I like the idea of 15 different choices and then everyone has to sort of differentiate and figure out which one they want and which one they, you know, they resonate to or which one they, they like, right? And, right. And that doesn't happen anymore, right? So like you get one, pro like Travis Scott, he drops one shoe and it's, a million pairs or half a million pairs of one shoe and sure. everyone has to either like that shoe or that's it right and and everyone's going it, for that shoe resellers are all going to get everything that's like that's bought by consumers and then when they go to resell it the price is crazy so then nike is like well this model works you know rather than it right. really having to compete on the market and go out there and convince actual buyers or consumers to buy it it, you know, the resellers sort of take up that space where sure. real consumers would normally be um, or wouldn't but, be. But that's where and, it takes me back to the authenticity element of it, right? Like Travis was a, was proven, right? He he, he went first. The, he did really well when they gave him the Vapor Max and he slowly built up. He built a crazy hype for, for um, SBs and eventually, you know, he, he's on his own other, on a whole nother step. But what, what I was getting at more, and this is where, where resale kind of, highlights what I'm, what I'm what I was getting at is that you know Kendall Jenner had a shoe line Kendall Jenner's shoe line sat in most boutique stores 
for the longest time. It didn't sell out instantly. It didn't go because people did not, we don't care, right? The sellout market, when people sell out for sneakers and hype sneakers because they have an attachment to either the artist, the brand or whatever. When a person like Travis who wears sneakers, I can understand why his shoes would go fast or why sneakerheads would be invested because for one, he wears shoes. So he's in the space and you want an attachment to it. Kendall Jenner is not a sneakerhead. I don't give a damn how many shoes um, Kanye gave her. Or, or maybe she is, but not in our world. In our space, she's not taken seriously. She's a model and she's an actor. She's not a shoe person. So her shoes sat and they sat. And eventually they did sell out. It took time, but it wasn't an instant moment because we didn't care. They gave it to the wrong person. You know what I'm saying? But if it was Kanye, who is a proven commodity or a proven name, his stuff always sells out and goes quickly, right? So when you give people who don't necessarily, I use this term loosely, deserve a line only because you want to, you know, market this person as a person that's, that messes with your company, like that doesn't do well. It, it never has. And, and I don't care if there's a rapper. I mean, we saw, we've, we've seen shoes like, um, uh, I, I can still walk into certain stores right now and I will find Beyonce's Adidas, right? You know what I'm saying? Like those are still there, but you're not going to find, uh, you're not going to find a Travis anywhere because they're not necessarily a part of this culture, not in the way that, that we talk about shoes, right? We take sneakerhead people more seriously because they're involved in it. Don C stuff sells because he's in the shoes. Yeezys was wearing shoes. He, we can take him seriously, Kanye. Um, but, you know, if, if you gave, uh, like Adidas filled with, with many rappers prior to that, a lot of Pusha T stuff didn't sell right away either. You know, uh, they had, uh, oh my God, what's her name? She's married to a mod jumper. Oh, Tiana. Tiana, I'm sorry. Thank you. Tiana had her own line. It didn't do well. It doesn't always go hand yeah. in hand, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't. And, and again, it, it, and it's not because these people aren't popular. It's just because they don't, for us to believe that you, like if you're selling me, a, I need to believe that you're a part of it. And I think that's for most people because she's got a huge following. You know what I'm saying? Drake has a huge following. Kanye has a huge following. Like Kendall has an enormous following, but her shoes did not sell out right away. Yeah. Beyonce is is the queen bee. Her shoes didn't sell out all the way because she's not necessarily, that was for like the commercial buyer, the people who are infatuated. That, those were for her fans, not for us people in the shoe culture. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's that's where resale proves it because those shoes don't resell. Those shoes didn't get bought. Those shoes sat on shelves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no, there's no want. There's no demand for it. You gave me something I didn't want. What I want is the next cool shoe from Kanye West that's going to blow my mind. I do not need Kylie Jenner's NMD. Yeah. Because also, it means it, it, I have no attachment to it. I also think that like they, there are a lot of missed opportunities and I think Nike has done a good job. New Balance has done a really good job too. Um, although sometimes, although recently they've kind of sort of drifted into the mainstream, but like going out and getting like that talent that, or that artist or that person that yes. we didn't think about or that we weren't really, you know, obsessed with and sort of putting them on. And so like, I think brands don't do enough of that. Like Salehi, right? Salehi was like, he was a big deal, obviously, but he wasn't a big deal in our space like that until very recently, right? Until right. New Balance put him on. And, um, you know, I think, Nike does the same thing every once in a while, like Melody Asani, um, 
you know, Lely May. All of those shoes, like really great shoes, right? And I think, and I think they, they don't. I don't. And, and maybe this behind the scenes, they do, you know, take the opportunity to bring in a ton of cool people, have them create something, and then you know, do like more market research where they're bringing right. in, you know, sneakerheads to see what they think of different shoes, right? right? Like, I don't think that they do enough of that. I don't think I see enough of that. I think it's more about like trying to create a product that they can sell to a, to a already established consumer base or already Absolutely. established, you know, following you know that 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 exists you know because right. Travis Scott has a following they're trying to sell to that and they're trying to sell to Ky Kylie Jenner's you know fan base fan base so, right like, and for me I don't from a, I don't from a marketing that, standpoint that makes complete sense yeah like you know I, what I mean like I don't want that but, though I think I think it's nice I think it's cool I think it's interesting to do something where there isn't that much of a cohesive solid base fan base following and create something organic right like like cause like cause had a following right. in art right but his following didn't necessarily translate to sneakers but they did a cool sneaker and they did something really cool with it and so that made what he had done you know in the art world relevant and that brought two worlds together and that right you know, created a more cohesive fan base for him because now he has you know other stuff but like I think I think that's always cool for me I always I always like like when they bring like this niche small fan base um or this niche artist and bring them to the masses on a right. bigger scale and and you know I, I think I think it's a it's a missed opportunity that a lot of brands don't take they they want the established like you know, New Balance, it was a cool shoe, but the Bape, the Bape two, 2002R is like, I like it, it was cool, but I didn't need that. Like, I don't need you to go to Bape. Like, that was just, I, I felt like it was very lazy. Like, I feel like that's, it's just like going to the well and like giving people, you know, something yep. that, that, that is unimaginative. Not, right. not because it was, not because it's, you know, I understand you guys have never worked there before, but Bape has this established fan base and they're always going to have their fanboys that are going to go and buy everything. So, sure. like, it felt like not a lot of work to do that, to make that product mm -hmm. and then to try to get people to buy it. Like, so, right. like, I, I would rather have seen you go and find some boutique or some store, um, you know, in California or in New York or Dallas or wherever and, like, give them a shot at doing something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing, like when you Nike has been really good about finding talent or creators or people who do creative things to do products with that transcend just their space cause obviously completely. He's a great artist and amazing artist for years. And, you know, a lot of people think of his of his uh, the, the four. Um, but that's not where it started. The, the relationship with cause and Nike was long before that. He, yep. Air, years. Air so yep. Air, Air Max, two different Air you know what I mean? Like he'd done bands as well. So like he's been in this space for a while. Um, and and it, it's great to see that we see guys, you know, uh, the, the one thing that, that they all have in common is that they're, they're in one way or another uh, attached to street culture or to, you know, sneaker culture and whatever, however you want to call it. Lely May is in this space. 
Meliathani is in this world where we all kind of live in together and it expands, it expands outwards. And that's what I like to see. That's, that's the things that I enjoy. That's why, you know, the Joe Fresh is such a cool thing because he's been here, right? He's yeah. been here. So it's cool to see him in his perspective on, on a traditional shoe. Um, uh, Salehi's, uh, Salehi's uh, journey from working with Yeezy to how he got to Versace and then how he ended up leaving and, and, and what he's doing now, that's interesting. That's cool. It's a story to be told. And again, a guy who's been in this space, right? So when you bring somebody from outside the space to make it seem as if they've been in this space, that's where the inauthenticness gets called out. And that's when the product fails. And that's, and it's obvious. Yeah, yeah. And so that's, I mean, I feel like that's the big thing is just seeing authentic product and seeing authentic people create it, right? And share it. Sure. And, and, there's, and there's a loss of that because sneakers is so mainstream. It's so popular that like, you know, brands are at this peak of like, man, I got to make something that like will sell a million pairs because the yep. bar is so high, right? On, on what they, on, on the number of products that they have to sell. And, you know, it's like exponential growth all the time, right? Like you can't, you can't do mm -hmm. a 15,000 pair run or a thousand pair run anymore and, you know, have some cool artists do something, right? Because that doesn't satisfy the consumer base. It's not going to really make you any money. Um, it's just going to anger people, <laughs> you know? And But it builds immense hype. Yeah. But I think, but I think I would like to see like more, more small limited runs, but like do, do like 10 of them at once. Right. You know, like Ken Jordan, what they do, the, they did that, they did that collection with the mids like last year, right. With the, yeah. or the, the year before 2019, fall 2019, 2019, 2019, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. With like uh, blue, the great and all those people. And that was dope. Yeah. Like, I like to see that because it's like you gave me a ton of different products. I knew everyone wasn't going to get everything, but I felt like I could have got something. I didn't, you know, I didn't necessarily gravitate towards everything in the collection, but it was cool to see everyone sort of get their own like different take on stuff and right. offer it to consumers. Those people's followings got a little boost. Those people were able to you know, um, showcase their talent. And then, you know, sure. the consumer got a chance at seeing something cool and you sort of Absolutely. the resellers. <laughs> they right. like, I mean, I, I was able to, I mean, we, we, it was cool here because, uh, you know, I got the blue, the greats and blue came to town and he hosted and he like, he signed mine, like he did his artwork on it and he did it on the box. And that was dope. I was like, it's this awesome. Was, this was interactive. This was great. Like I met the person, I saw his art. I went because of it. I bought more of his art. You know what I mean? Like I got to know a a a, uh, a young artist who is awesome, and he was able to get his own Jordan. And then I got he got to like I, I probably won't wear mine anymore because he did his thing on them. Like those are dope. You know, I, I enjoyed that and I like that. Again, that that's actually back to storytelling and just the the process of it as a whole that makes it really cool. But you know, yeah. nowadays that's no longer the case now it's just about push product as fast as possible hell you walk into stores that you don't even really go into that often they don't even say a word for you it's what's all right bye yeah yeah exactly you know what i'm saying like uh, sick bro it's great i'm glad we got i'm glad we got to talk <laughs> the other the last thing that i wanted to just kind of talk about which kind of ties back into the blue the green is that tangibility right 
I think there's a loss of that, right? I don't, I don't think I get to interact with enough products and like have to make a decision. Um, I remember being a kid and having to go and you get your foot measured, you know, and they want to, they want to know, okay, well, we have this and this and, 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 and a 10 and a half or an 11 or whatever. Right. And right. you're like, oh, I got to make this decision. And, you know, having a shoe in hand and feeling it and looking at it, like, I will tell you, I will, I will go to a foot locker and I will see stuff on the wall and I will take it down. And it completely changes my perspective on that shoe having it in hand and seeing it in hand and not having anyone around me or a screen in my face telling me what I think of that shoe. And I think that there's, right. there's, there's something to be said about like tangibility, not only in that sense, but also in the fact that there are so many shoes out and a lot of collaborations. I am more invested in a shoe if I can interact with the collaborator or that collaborator feels like they're more tangible or more right. relatable. Um, again, going back to the authenticity, but like, you know, if I DM someone and I ask them a question about a shoe or a brand about a shoe and they respond or they like a picture that like, to me, that like changes my perspective. It's a win. It's a dub. Absolutely. Absolutely. It feels like it, it's that thing that, that need for community in this whole space. And we do, I, if the creator responds to me and like we can have a dialogue on it, like I'm so much more interested in the product because like you're telling me, you are telling me, you're not selling me necessarily. Like, I don't feel like this is a commercial or you, you're, you're begging me to buy anything, but it's more like, this is why I did it. I get an understanding at the same time. I get what you're saying. Like when I walk into a footlocker, I'll change my mind and shoot just having it in hand because it's not a produced photo. It's not an edited photo. It hasn't been, stylized i walk into this i see it i look at it i'm like i could wear this this way this way or this way or this shoe's trash i really don't like it like now i don't have to waste my time with it those were the days my friend those were the days those but, that does not happen anymore but i also like going into store it's funny because like i go into uh a couple of shops and i will feel i don't say i feel bad but like if there's a custom if you have a guy on the floor and that person is really like, hey, what's up, man? Oh, I like your shoes. And like, they walk you through products on the floor. You feel like, I want to make, you know, I want to sell, I want to buy something. Like, I want to help yeah. this guy out, this guy, you know, like Absolutely. he's invested in me. I'm going to invest in him. Like, let's do this, right. you know? Yeah. There's that camaraderie that happens like in a sneaker store that doesn't happen anymore, right? With a raffle yeah. or like something else. And so it's really interesting <laughs> that like that has gone away and, it you has, knew the dude. It has gone up. Like seeker sales yeah. have gone up, right? It's not gone the other way. You would think it would. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Yep. I mean, the, you, I, you used to walk. You had your guy at the sneaker shop, and you'd walk in and you'd be like, "What up? What up?" You know, yeah. Like, what are we? What are we looking at? Or you know, he would fill you in on details. Yo, you got to check these out. These just came in and get yep. you. It, that that was my Instagram. That was my hype moment, right? That was when the guy would walk up and be like, "Yo, peep, we just got these in the new colorway. Check it out. Hold on, I'll bring them out for you." You see them for the first time and you're like, damn, you're right. These are dope, right? Or, yeah, nah, these aren't it. You know what I'm saying? Well, you would have that conversation. That that's that space, that 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 interaction is no longer there. Like I knew if I was going into a foot locker at the Aurora Mall, who I was gonna talk to, who knew I was gonna be there, or the guy that was expecting me because he knew I know that I saw some, you know, that that uh, that this shoe was releasing on this day and it was coming because we had talked about it 
Like those yep. things, that was dope. I loved that. You know what I'm saying? Or when they would open up the gate because we're camping and it was five people in line. My camp out was five people, four of them being my friends. You know what I mean? And camping was like at 5 a.m. and they'd open the store and you'd walk in and they'd know us by name because they're like, yo, we, we didn't get your size. What? You know what I mean? Like those are the kind of like, those are the, the those are the those were the, the the intimate moments that you would have, and it made the experience so much more more exciting. And a lot of the retros that I care about are because of situations that took place in the sneaker yeah. shop twenty years ago, right? Whether or not that shoe was there, or I missed out on it, or my size wasn't available, or I bought it, enjoyed it, came back about a second pair. Those things were cool. Uh, now e-commerce has kind of blown that out of the water, and this we've become such an unsocial bunch. You know what I mean? Like we don't like to interact and I'm, I'm, I got older. I just, I don't care for certain things anymore. Right. But like that, talking is shoes. Is going to the I, no, 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 I don't. Yes. And no, like not for me. That's my favorite thing to this day. Like I want to talk shoes and that's because I like shoes. Right. I like talking about right, sneakers, yeah. sneakers as a whole. I can talk, we can have this conversation for the entire day. Dave, and now I won't, I won't get tired of it. And neither would you, that's why we do this. Uh, other stuff, sure. I don't. I want, I want nothing to do with the conversation from those things. <laughs> the things that I'm passionate about, I want to talk shoes. So if I walk into a sneaker shop, I can loiter there all day long and talk shoes if, if if the conversation is cool, right? Or the next person walks in, you have that barbershop vibe to it. And um, I mean, the pandemic put things into perspective, and you know, a lot of for a lot of people, uh, and a lot of people miss social interaction because of it, or now they they just dread it because they don't need it anymore. Um, and a lot of it has come down to how e-commerce is how e-commerce works. Now you get your shoes by dealing with an app. I don't have to talk to a person anymore. If the shoe shows up and it sucks, damn, you know, it sucks. Now you got to do the hassle of getting rid of it, you know, and, ha- and and I don't even know if there's a phone number to call to return a shoe on an app. I don't do that stuff, <laughs> which is weird. You know what I mean? But like before, if you didn't like the shoe, you wanted to take it back, you walked in and you had a conversation about it. Oh, you don't like these? What do you mean? Like, these are great, right? Or or whatever it may be, or, or vice versa, the conversation. These aren't as cool as I thought they were. I wish they would have had these. Well, let's trade it out for another pair, right? That, yeah. Those things are, it's not there anymore. And I think that's a big reason why the culture kind of is what it is. You know what I mean? There's just no, there's just no excitement or passion behind it anymore from a consumer standpoint. Like now you'll literally walk in. If you win a, if you win a rep for something at a store, you'll walk in that, that conversation with that salesperson is basically non-existent. It's, what are you doing? Uh, I'm picking up. Uh, I hit a dub. Dope. Okay. Look, let me grab your size. What's your name? Here you go. They see you later. And the next person's already walking in for their pair. So they're just trying to get you out of the store. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, that there's very few stores, like uh, some of the boutique shops that I go to still cater towards that. And, and that's cool. But like the other stores aren't, a lot of stores don't do that anymore. Or at least I feel like, you know, are we bugging? Are we, are we hanging out here too long? Like, do we, we don't have the same interests. <laughs> No, I know. I, yeah, I kind of miss it. And, you know, I'm hoping, I don't know, I'm hoping I can do like more in-person sneaker, sneaker browsing, sneaker shopping um, in the future, especially as I like try to transition or try to just go after more things that like everyone is is sort of ignoring. Cause I feel like sure. that's my lane. And in a lot of ways, you know, I'm kind of forced there, but at the same time, I also want to be there because I want to, you know, I want to, I want to have an authentic relationship with sneakers. And I feel like if I'm sure. sold something online, I don't know if I necessarily, you know, appreciate it really, or if right. I appreciate it because it was sold to me. So right. you know, I, I look forward to seeing what happens and hopefully I can. Um, yeah. 
and adapting, adapting to this ever-changing sneaker world we're in. So like, I mean, some things are just not coming back and we have to accept that. So we have to find the excitement and the other elements of it and the other perspectives, you know, like social media sucks because it has diluted sneakers. But at the same time, I've been able to reach people that I would have never spoken to about shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, how would absolutely. I have ever met? Right. So like, I have to, we, I like to look at the positive influences that it's also had, you know, it is mainstream, but now I know so many more people that are, that are into shoes like I am. And that's great. And I appreciate that. And now I'm able to converse with these people. There are people that I, I don't know them, you know, if we saw each other in, in person. Um, but I know you through, through Instagram, our conversations are great or whatever, or now because of that, when, if I see you out in public, I, I know we have a relationship built on the same things that we both enjoy based on a platform that has exploited our scene. <laughs> I know. And there's, there's a lot of stuff that I don't, um, you know, that I liked before social media. Like I liked runners. I've always liked runners. I've always thought they were dope. Like, right. you know, for me growing up, um, I remember when Asics dropped the first couple of gel lights and the neon colorways, like kids in my neighborhood had them because they were super cheap to get. And, sure, sure. you know, we couldn't afford the Nikes. And so I remember that, like, that's, that's ingrained in me. So like, for me, I've always liked runners. And yeah, as I grew up, as I got older, as people started to get money, everybody went for Nike and everybody went for basketball shoes. And for me, it was like, that's cool. But I always got confused with the basketball as a basketball right. kid. People would be like, oh, you're so tall. You play basketball, huh? Or like, you know, they'd be like, you know, if I, if my mom or my sister took me to get sneakers, it'd always be basketball shoes. So I never got to pick out what I wanted to pick out. So that always turned me off a little bit. And so, you know, social media really connected me with people that, that wear runners or wore runners and it's kind of like oh now I don't have to feel so bad about like what I what I like and there's a community for that you know and there's right. people that support it and understand and are in the same same vein as I am and so that's that's always I think that's that's been like one of the blessings of social media is it's given so many of us you know communities that we haven't necessarily had you know, organically, you know, in our real lives, real day-to-day -day lives. Sure. That's always, you know, that's always sort of the blessing of it. Absolutely. Our reach became global. Yeah. Um, I got to go pick up my daughter in like five minutes. <laughs> All right. Word up. But uh, I appreciate you jumping on and uh, chopping it up one-on-one. -on -one. Um, we got to do something. We got to get some, some, some more group people on and talk yeah. about um we got to run back that nike conversation i think um or do like a a summer best summer shoes something let's do it I, i'm up for all of the above yeah yeah I, I'll, I'll hit you up when are you uh going to missouri i leave sunday but i'm saturday oh okay it's all just right. a week i got yeah. you so i'll just be gone for a week we'll set something up all right, homie. Well, I'll yeah, talk man. to you later. Yeah. Go. Later, buddy. Go, go have some fun with that little girl. Yeah, she's. I can hear her screaming now. <laughs>